The H&H Hour podcast is sponsored by two great businesses today. First, we have beauty counter and consultant Rosie Boone. Then we have Pure Bliss Hair Studio and Day Spa in Peoria, Illinois. We've been told there are people that drive from over two hours to come to this day spa. So definitely stay tuned through the end of our podcast, Heidi, because we have an awesome offer from them for people who've never been there before for first-time clients. So you're going to want to listen and find out how you can take advantage of that offer. Welcome to the H&H Hour. My name is Heidi Bolt. I'm one of your hosts, and I get the great privilege of hosting this podcast with my best friend, my sister, Heather Taves. Hey, Heather. Hello. How are you? Great. Good. I love podcasting with you. I love it too. Even on days that are just slammed, packed full. As many things as you could possibly fit into one day. I mean, the amount of different hats that I've worn today has been unbelievable. Yeah. But it's been good. It's been really good. Yeah. And I was excited for this. Don't you think so many people can relate to that? Like just doing all the things. Yes, absolutely. All the things. But this is definitely a highlight of my week. I always look forward to it. Just getting to dialogue with you. And I absolutely love welcoming guests to our show. I know. It's a joy. It's a joy to have people come on and share their stories and give them a platform to talk about the ordinary things in their life that sometimes people don't even get asked about. I thought that the other day I was talking with someone who's been a really dear person in my life, a mentor in my life, and someone I've looked up to for a really long time. And I sat across the table from him and um, just listened to his heart and Mm -hmm. asked him questions and, you know, questions that people might not even think to ask him. Uh, and you know, I could just see the the light in his eyes as I was asking as Chris and I were asking him these questions Mm -hmm. and letting him share and talk about his stories. And that is such a joy that we get to be able to do that. I love that so much because, you know, when God created each one of us so uniquely, yeah. he wove this beautiful story into the blueprints of right. our lives. Right. And I think so often life does get so busy. Yeah. And because the premise of our show is that ordinary is extraordinary. Yes. And so often it's the very little things in our lives that actually end up being the big things, That's the important right. things, the things that we look back and go, well, God did something so massive through that little thing. Yes. And so I do love that we get the opportunity to bring people on and to let them share their hearts and their stories. I totally agree. Well, I'm so excited about today's guest. Mm-hmm. This is actually someone that we've known her entire life. Forever. <laughs> Literally and, forever. Yes. From the very moment, from the day she was born. Yeah. And it is our sweet cousin, Sierra. She's was Sierra Candler. Yes. But she got married. And so mm-hmm. now we have to retrain our brains. Mm-hmm. She's... Sierra Henderson, welcome to the H&H Hour, Sierra. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here. So remind us, um, I this I know this is rude, but we're just going to ask anyway. <laughs> remind us how yeah. old you are. How old? Um, I'm 24. 24. Yeah, 24. Okay. Yes. okay. Well, and there's... I actually, it's really funny because I often forget. And it's really funny because older people normally forget. Yeah, and I'm always like, man, am I 23 or 25? Like, I don't even know how old I am. I think <laughs> but no, 24. Yeah. Okay, I think there comes a point where you're just like, I, it birthdays just are a little different than when you're a kid, yes. so it's just hard mm-hmm. to remember. I totally can relate to right. that. I so clearly remember um, finding out that you were born and that you were a mm-hmm. girl because you're the second in your family and the first yes. was a boy, and so I just remember being so happy for your mom yes. and dad that they find that not finally, but that they had a girl. <laughs> right. 
Right. Because we really love your brother, too. We do. So yes. awesome. Yes. He, he is a gem. He's my favorite. Well, and one of the things we have in common with your family is that there are a lot of us and there are a mm-hmm. lot of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, there are four of – well, actually, there's five of us, including me. Yeah. So, so we, we did grow up, grow up kind of in a big family. And it's funny because um, we actually had a lot of people who had thought, thought that we were a big family and we only had five kids. Only had five like, kids. I'm like, man, you don't know because other people have like seven or eight, sometimes even ten kids. So. Yeah, yeah. Five is a lot, though, in today's world. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. Yeah. It's- oh, I have three, and I think three is an extraordinary amount. <laughs> it's a lot. How did our moms do it? I have no idea. I don't. The grace of God. The grace of God, yes. And, and both of our moms. Man, they are super women. I they just, are. I look up to both of them so much. They are incredible yes. women of God. Me too. Okay, well, Sierra, we thought that since you're related to us, we would mm-hmm. we would be a little bit mean, and we would <laughs> make you we would make you do fast facts. Yes, I'm up for it. <laughs> we haven't had fast facts in a while, Heidi. We haven't, but we heard a birdie told us that Sierra likes fast facts, so I do. We're gonna have we're gonna have <laughs> and maybe do- I shouldn't have said that. I know. Because I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, are you ready? I am. Now, if you're... I just, I just say the first word that comes to mind, right? The first... It can be a thought okay. also. You know, some okay, people so. have taken liberties with this, which is fine. <laughs> um, the idea is just that whatever comes to your mind, you say. Thankfully, we okay. can edit things if we need to. Right, um, right. <laughs> but it's to, get, it's to get our listeners to help them know you more. So, yeah. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Date night. <laughs> the beach. Jean shorts. Yes. Family. Always the best. Hair product. Oh, man. Moose, probably. Yeah, moose. Vacation. Oh, man. Um, Florida. Hot drink. Coffee. Cold drink. Oh, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> what? Uh, coffee? Like a frap. Okay. 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 That's good. Husband. The sweetest. Pet. Mm, Not right now. (laughs) Okay. Hobby. Singing. Music. Absolutely. 100%. Always. Lipstick. Red. Snow. Beautiful. You wouldn't say that if you lived in Illinois still. Oh, I know. I know. I, I actually, at the moment I said that, I was like, oh, man, no, they're not liking snow right now. But I love snow. All the Illinoisans are going to hate on that. Yes. <laughs> Last one. Movie. You've got mail. Okay. Oh, pulling out an old school one. Yeah. Make Ryan. I love Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Good job, girl. See, that wasn't hard. It wasn't, and I really, I just had, like, the one word thing. I couldn't really form a thought. It was just, like, one word. It's just the pressure. I know. Yes. Fast facts, I say it all the time, fast facts totally make me sweat. (laughs) It's true. And it's funny because some of your guests will actually do, like, like two or three sentences about it. I'm like, how can you even do that? (laughs) I laughed so hard when you told me the other day that they make you sweat, too, when they're not even your questions. They (laughs) do. They do. I'm like washing dishes and then you're like fast facts and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I start freaking out. It's not even me. 
That oh is the word. funniest Crazy. thing I've heard a guest say in a long time. Oh, I'm laughing at her. That's great. Okay, Sierra. So um, we know you fairly well in your mm-hmm. 24 years of life and um, by proximity to growing up in yes. the same family of you. Mm-hmm. But our guests, our listeners don't know you. So yes. fill us in. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your spouse, um, your hobbies, your jobs, and just tell, yeah. us, tell our listeners who Sierra is. Yeah. So, um, so I, my name is Sierra and then my husband is Josiah and Josiah works at, in the ICU at the hospital. He actually works night shifts. Um, so he, he is always busy. Um, but for me, I, um, we don't have any kids right now, but for the job I am, I do cut co cutlery and I basically just, um, keep book work for a guy out in Colorado and I handle lots of spreadsheets and numbers for my boss and his team, um, like how much they sell. I keep numbers, like like do that stuff. It's just a part time job that I did that I um, that I did when I moved down here. And then I also have a photography business. Photography is probably my it would probably be my thing. Um, but right now I'm kind of I I was in kind of a tra- uh, transition phase because since I moved down to um, McAllen, Texas. Um, we, I, I had moved my business from Illinois to here. Mm-hmm. So we got married in Illinois and then we moved down here. Um, we've been married about a year and a half. So, um, so yeah. And then as far as hobbies go, Josiah and I love living an active life. So we love biking and we just love being outdoors. He loves hunting. He's a huge, he's a huge hunter. Well, he's a wannabe. He's a wannabe hunter because he doesn't, get to do it as much as he would like yeah. but him the and story I of the him and I, life. yes mm-hmm. him and I love to do that and um yeah just spending time together and I love to sing like I said earlier um I often sometimes I sing for a church down here a part part of their worship team sometimes so Sierra so, I yeah. did not I yes. did not know that about you really yeah you're always yeah a lot of people don't that is so awesome I'm so proud of you well, I remember, yeah. I remember you singing when you were in high school and stuff. You sang at some mm-hmm. of like our, our local, weren't you in a like local American Idol kind of thing? Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. For the pumpkin festival. Yes. Yeah. No. So I knew that she sang. I didn't know that you were on a worship band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, awesome. It's, it's not really, I'm not really like officially on it, but um, sometimes they'll need an extra hand or they need some help and they always know to call me. So, okay, so if you I'm have there. sung on stage in a band, mm-hmm. then you're on mm-hmm. the band. <laughs> yeah. Your girl, you're in. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes, it's so fun. And actually, it was really funny because Blake, uh, when Blake was a guest, I was just listening to hers and I was like, yes, like everything she was saying was just so good, mm-hmm. just about worship and everything. Mm-hmm. So that girl can lead worship. She's even yeah. got the rock star hair for it. She does. Yes, she does. Crazy talented. She does. That's okay, awesome. so next time you lead worship, will you have Josiah take a video and send it to me? I will. Okay. I will. I'm going to make you do that. Hold, hold you okay. to that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, well, since you're a faithful listener, you know that we ask all of our guests these same two questions. And I, uh-huh. this, these might be my favorite questions that we ask uh-huh. because it, the answers are always so personal and so unique. And uh-huh. so, Sierra, the first one is, what about yourself or your life feels ordinary? Yeah. Um, so it's actually really funny because when I was talking with my mom about this, um, she, when I told her that I was going to be on the H and H hour, she goes, Oh, she's like, for what? 
And so I was like, Ugh. so yeah, that just that just shows you right there how ordinary my life is. Um, but um, but obviously, like she's the best, and um, she. So I would say that the thing that makes me the thing that I've always felt um, was ordinary about my life was probably my testimony. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people have said that, but um, I grew up in a Christian home, and mm-hmm. I've I've. I'm able to say that I've never known a day without the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents always had us kids with them during church service. And, you know, they never had this mindset of, you know, like, like you go to your kids service, we'll go to our adult service. Like Mm -hmm. you're always going to be over there. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to be here. And um, as a little girl, I would hear about sin and just the reality of it. And so, um, so I was, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was a pretty disobedient child when I was younger, but I remember this one week where I was being so disrespectful and like talking back to my mom. And I remember getting tons of thankings for it. And I was like, (laughs) man, and I remember even as a kid, I was like four years old and I was like, man, why can't I change? Like Mm. I, I, I understood that like I tried to, and after, you know, we would get disciplined. I'd be like, all right, you know what? No, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. But I, I couldn't. And so even as a four-year-old, I understood, you know, as much as a four-year-old could about sin. Wow. And so, and about just how I wasn't able to do this without the Lord. And so um, there was one night where I was just crying. And I was like, mom and dad, like, I want to change. <laughs> like, will, will you please, like, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And so hmm. they, um, I was baptized at a young, as a um, at a young age, but then, um, during that time, mom and dad prayed with me and for me. And so, so anyways, all that to say, like 19 years later, you know, Mm -hmm. when I started hearing more and more testimonies from my friends or family, you know, they're having these revelations and like night and day differences in their own lives of how they speak and how they talk and how they act. And, um, I never really went through that. Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, you hear so many stories of people, you know, being addicted to things and then getting freedom Mm -hmm. or being really, really sick. And then they got healed or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, parting their way through high school and college and then, you know, having a lot of guilt and regret and all that stuff. And I just, I don't have that. And so because of that, I feel like now that the unbelievers that I, that I come across and that I meet and that I'm friends with, I don't know how to relate to them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and I, want to be able, and I want to be able to, um, but, and I want to, I would love to be like, oh, like, here's my testimony, Hmm. but, um, you know, it's, that's always kind of been a struggle for me and something that I've kind of felt insecure about before, um, Hmm. but that's what I think that is pretty ordinary about me. Sarah, that is such a uh, raw and vulnerable answer for you to give, Mm -hmm. and and I have to tell you, um, it's, God is so good in what he allows us, the the paths that he allows us to walk down and the timing of everything. Because I literally just said that exact same thing to a friend of mine last week. Mm-hmm. I really? said, I've always felt like my story was so ordinary, like, like there was mm-hmm. nothing special about it. Um, and she looked at me and, and I'll be honest, I felt that way for a long time, exactly the same way you felt like I don't have any big thing that God saved right. me from, like saving yeah, right. me from 
uh, hell and my sins wasn't enough, you know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, and she looked at me and she said, you know, and I'm, I'm 39 years old and I feel like I have a very close, intimate walk with the Lord and I mm-hmm. still struggle mm-hmm. with that. And she looked at me and she said, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You think your mm-hmm. testimony isn't powerful? She said, there are so many people that would love to have your testimony mm-hmm. of, um, what God has allowed you to be spared from yeah. and what God right. has set you apart in. And I, I mean, I was so like, okay, you're right. Like yeah. that has to be mm-hmm. my perspective. And so I just mm-hmm. want you to know, like, I can totally relate to that. And I'm really proud of you for saying that. Cause it's, it's a difficult thing to say. Yeah. And yeah. also to tag with that, I think don't ever underestimate the power of the fact that just like Heather said that you were spared from some of those traumatic experiences because mm-hmm. even people that you might encounter, unbelievers, non-believers, that the fact that your story is what it is, it can reach them in a level that yeah, maybe right. someone that's walked through something just like them isn't able to reach them in. Yeah. So right. I think just your, you know, with the Holy Spirit's guidance is you are able to share your story and be as real with them as you are being with our listeners. Mm-hmm. God will mm-hmm. use your story in a really powerful mm-hmm. way. So, and it may start to surprise you how your testimony does reach people, even yeah. though you think it's ordinary, other people are going to look at it and go, that's extraordinary. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. okay. So then what about your life is extraordinary? Well, actually, it's really funny that you guys said all of that because <laughs> that actually was going to be the same thing is just my testimony because, <laughs> yeah. because it's really funny because I actually said the same thing to my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law came from a really, really hard background and God saved her from so much. And she goes, Sierra, the fact, like nothing about you is really extraordinary, but it's the fact that God in your testimony is so faithful Mm -hmm. in being a faithful God to your, to the generations. Mm -hmm. And she, and she was like, your grandparents are saved. Your dad was, you know, there's like, it's a generational thing. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because I was reading the Psalms and Psalms, um, 145, four says, um, that one generation shall praise your works to another Mm -hmm. and shall declare your mighty acts. And my parents were always praising God, always having him as the main focus. And I believe because of their faithfulness of raising us five, you know, each of us, love the Lord and have a relationship with him. Um, but I think what's the most extraordinary thing about all that is that God's sovereign. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a listener might be thinking, you know, well, I don't have Christian parents or I was raised in a pretty legalistic church or I know nothing about the Lord. My parents were abusive or everything I came from was a failure. Um, but the extraordinary thing about it is, is that God can and will use those same people who are so broken and so lost, Mm -hmm. who come from really dysfunctional homes and he's ready to start forming a heart of praise for himself. Mm, and that. that will be so evident that will it that it will start with them. And then they can be that dad or that mom or that grandma and grandpa or, or friend who kind of passes the baton mm. to their next generation. And I just think that's so cool how God in the Bible has always just been a generational God. Mm, that's so good. That's such a good word, Sierra. Yeah, it's just that your wisdom is exceeding your age right now. Yeah. <laughs> really good. So you recently got married. You said that uh-huh. to Josiah. Yes. And you did. You moved across the country away from your family, your close-knit mm-hmm. family. Um, big family mentality is uh, a gift, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So um, 
so yeah, we, I, I was, I was raised in, um, probably, you know, Tremont, Illinois, the central part of Illinois for almost my whole life. I moved there when I was nine. And so I didn't, I was, I got married at 23. And so then I was there for about 13 years. And so I had established, you know, my friends and my family and my church. And then, um, my husband is from the very, 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 very South part of Texas, almost to Mexico. Hmm. And so I moved across the miles, almost across the country, Mm -hmm. um, down here. And it, it was really, really tough. And it was funny because I was listening to Heidi's story about her moving 11 minutes. And I was like, Oh my goodness. If I could be 11 minutes from my parents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, try 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, it's, it has been really, really, it was really, really difficult. And, um, yeah, I, I went through a little bit of an identity crisis and I'm, I think we're going to talk about that later, Mm -hmm. but just the fact, like just moving down here with, without really knowing anyone and without, you know, having, um, necessarily a job really, because my business was, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to create it myself down here, Mm -hmm. you know, with new marketing and new clients and all that and not really a church. So it was just, it's, it was a very, it was a very interesting time, um, doing that. Do you, did you find that it was obviously when you get married, it's so exciting and it's so, uh, you know, you're, it's new and all of that. And it's so fun, but I know I moved similar to you again. I moved out Mm -hmm. of my parents' home across the country to California. And while I was so excited to be doing that and I loved being Mm -hmm. married, I was really mourning and grieving Yes. Leaving my family and, and yes. trying to figure out this married life. Did you go through any of that? I did. Yeah. I probably went through about, um, four or five months of that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know really what I was feeling. I didn't understand because I was so overjoyed to be married to my best friend and yeah. I was so happy and, um, to be a part of like a new, a new home and a new place. And I was excited about what the Lord was going to do. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, I, I went through a period of grief. And it was mm-hmm. funny because the a lady that I had met down here, she goes, you do know it's okay to grieve. Mm-hmm. You kind of lost your family. Mm-hmm. for and I, and, and I had never thought about it that way. I was kind of beating myself up. I'm like, man, why are you, you know, there's FaceTime, there's phones. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of more of like kind of tough it, you know, tough love. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, you know what? It is okay to grieve because I did just kind of lose my family. And I did just, you know, I don't get to see my sisters grow up and I don't get to be with my parents. And I, you know, and so all these things that I always wanted to do growing up, you know, the reality of it is that I just wasn't going to. And, um, that was hard for me. It was really hard because my family is so close and my siblings are my best friends. So it was just like, it was a whole new world. Yeah. Was that a little bit hard for Josiah to understand it. You know, the poor guys are trying to figure out us women anyway in married life, but then to throw that on top of it, do you feel like he was kind of like at a loss of like, how do I comfort her or he was, I think, I think he was, but you know, so many times he would always offer, he would always be like, are you, you know, we can make it work for you to go and visit them. Like Aww. we can, you know, we can, we can do things. We can have them come over. Like I'll fly them down or he's, he's such a gentle and sweet man. Mm. And so he, he's always looking out for me. So he would have done anything, 
But to me, I was like, this is the reality. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I can always have someone to come and save me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so, um, so it was, even though I so appreciated it. And even there were a couple times where he actually, he actually did, you know, like for my birthday or something. Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part, it was just like, I really want to, to learn how to do this yeah, to walk because through. this is going to be the reality. Yeah. Yeah. To walk through that. And that's really wise yeah. of you. I can clearly remember, um, there would be nights in the middle of the night when I would wake up so desperately sad and missing my yes. family. And I would take mm-hmm. their photo in a, a framed photo and go lay out <laughs> on the couch and cuddle with it. Oh. <laughs> and Chris would come out and he would be like, He's so sad, and he didn't know how to comfort right. me. And I was just like, it's right. okay. I just have to be sad for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. So when we talked earlier, you had mentioned that you really felt like you went through kind of an identity crisis in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, mm-hmm. What did you learn through all of that about your own identity and who um, you are in Jesus as you went through yeah. this move in this transition? Yeah. So yeah, the identity crisis I went through when moving down here, um, it, it almost felt like I needed to start over and Mm. learn how to make new friends again. Mm. And honestly, I had forgotten how to do that. Mm. You know, in Illinois, I had, you know, the, my, all all my main friends and family were there. And even in churches, you know, Josiah and I were trying to get plugged into different churches. And even in churches, sometimes you feel like an outsider because everyone has been doing life with these people for years. Yeah. And they totally don't mean to do that. So it's not intentional. Um, But it's just a reality that you kind of have to be okay with. And for me, I just had to start start kind of denying my own self. And, you know, because sometimes when you move to a place, you sort of expect people to be like, okay, she's new. So we're going to go to her and we're going to invite her. And that's just not the reality of it, you know. And so for me, I just had to be like, okay this is on me and I need to figure out how to do this now. And, um, but it was really strange because even when I would, you know, get, you know, I would invite people out and I would, um, you know, go out for coffee and things. I would always feel these, you know, emotions like, cause they, cause they wouldn't invite me to different things afterward. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, why isn't anyone wanting to hang out with me? Am I likable? Is my personality too much? You know, all these things that I had never thought about. And so then that just got me thinking, like, what is my identity in? You know, mm-hmm. why why am I starting to go through this? And um and so it it was just it was just that God gave me those times and I and um I had mentioned before that it was kind of four to five months of that thing, but then also it was just four to five months of God just really instilling in me just a very quiet season. Mm-hmm. And that was actually really, really good for me because in Illinois, I was so busy. Um, I was always doing things. And I think down coming down here and with my identity, it was just like, you know, I had to learn how to do, like, be a godly wife and mm-hmm. you know, learn how to run a home and learn how to do these things. And just finding my identity in Jesus, it, it, it did make me think, like, man, is my identity in friends and family and my business or is it actually in God? You know, mm-hmm. I thought it was, but now the way I'm reacting to this is not showing that, mm-hmm. you know? So I sort of had to like really go through heart surgery and I kept telling people like, God is taking me through some heart surgery. Mm-hmm. Like he's just uprooting some things that I had no idea that were there, mm-hmm. you know? Isn't wow. that interesting how sometimes it takes us God moving us somewhere 
or going through a hard thing or going Mm -hmm. into a new season for, for our flaws and for like Mm -hmm. the muck in our hearts to be revealed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So Sierra, then what's, as you talk about that, you talk kind of about, like, I picture you feeling lonely and even though Mm -hmm. you're married, you know, you're married, feeling that emptiness, what's some advice you would give to someone who is just kind of feeling lonely right now? Yeah. Um, I would probably, I would probably tell them, first of all, just to dive deeper into their relationship with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. hopefully they have one. And if they Mm -hmm. don't, obviously, you know, reach out to someone who Mm -hmm. they know who is a believer. But um, I, one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 139, Mm -hmm. just about how much the Lord knows us. Mm -hmm. And um, you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And just the intimacy of the relationship that you can have with the Lord is so precious. And Mm -hmm. even on those nights, you know, because I was there by by myself. I was lonely at times. And, you know, just I would be gone at work during the night. Mm -hmm. And I would just, I would be crying. But I just had to realize that, God was there and he knew me. And Mm -hmm. even though I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling, God knew. And that was the most important. And so if someone's feeling lonely, just to understand that God is there and that he wants such a personal relationship with them and, and he offers, um, he offers such comfort when we hide under the shadow of his wings, Mm -hmm. as the Bible says. Yeah. So that is so good. I love that picture that you paint right now of just the fact that Jesus is so present, Mm -hmm. you know, that he's not this far off God that just sits to judge and to Mm -hmm. um, put Mm -hmm. rules in front of us, but that he's a Mm -hmm. person that loves us and sees us and cares for us. And, you know, you invite him to coffee, he's going to invite you right back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. What's what? So I love married life and um, yes. you're just a tiny bit behind me in marriage. But um, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is one of the very best things about being married, Sierra? I, this is going to sound so, so cliche and so snappy. I don't care. Um, it's <laughs> definitely just being married to my best friend and um, I have a friend who, who got married when she was a little bit older. I think she was probably in her forties and she was just talking with us on a Sunday and she was like, it must be so cool to be able to grow up together. Mm. And I, I don't think I had ever really thought of it that way, mm. but just the fact that we are growing not only physically, mm. but also spiritually, just like God is doing so much in his life. God is doing so much in my life and just, and just kind of smashing them together, you know, and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what God has in store for both of us. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's really just exciting. And the fact is, is like you're with your best friend and Mm -hmm. you can trust him, you know, and he can trust you and there's forgiveness and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, we can be open about sin and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, Marriage is just so precious. I love it. Mm, I love that. You can grow up together. That is sweet. Yes. I've never thought I mean, of that. What a great response for someone who, because, you know, people, I got married young. I was 21 and people are. Right. And I, I do think I was uh, a, kind of an older 21-year-old. Than, you were very mature. Right. Some, some yeah. 21-year-olds. But, you know, people just, they're like, oh, you're so young. But what a great response. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm totally going to start using it that so now. Much. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, what a, yeah. What a positive response. Yeah. Speaking life into that yeah. situation. That's yeah. so cool. And I, I can totally feel that with Chris and myself. Like we have, we have, we were two young people coming into it who knew ourselves, but didn't really know ourselves. Yeah. And then just watching mm-hmm. God grow us. That's wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. So what's something that you wish you would have known before you were married that no one told you? I would say for me, I don't know if this is going to be super relatable to a lot of people, but for me, it's just, um, the fact that a lot of, that sometimes a lot of things, um, I've been having to do alone. And I only say that because Josiah, Josiah's job, um, sometimes takes him anywhere from like three to six nights, mm-hmm. um, night shifts. Mm-hmm. And so normally, you know, he comes home and he's, you know, so exhausted and so kind of stressed out with just being in the ICU, um, mm-hmm. and having, you know, doctors and nurses and all that. And a lot of the things I've, uh, some of the things, well, some of the things I've had to do by myself and it's just, it's kind of been more of like, like paying the bills, you know, men, menu planning, grocery shopping, mm-hmm. budgeting, cleaning mm-hmm. the house, doing laundry, you know, stuff like that, that even though I know that, you know, some of that is already my job, but Josiah, I, I always kind of think like, I, like before marriage, I was like, Oh, it's okay. Like we'll both do it together. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. mm-hmm. but then it's like, Oh, the house is dirty or we need to pay the bills. And, Oh, Josiah's at work or Josiah's sleeping and he can't do it. So I need to do it. And so it was kind of a lot of growing up in the first Mm -hmm. year and a half. I think it's just a lot of me like doing things, you know, like covering insurance or budgeting or doing things that I've, you know, obviously he helps out whenever he, you know, when he can and when he's off. But a lot of it is just me doing it by myself. Yeah. It's adulting, Um, right? And I didn't know that. And no one had told me that. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, I can, I can see how that would be something that people wouldn't think to communicate yeah. before you're married, but what, a, but it's reality. Like it is reality. Yeah. You're an adult now. You have to figure it out. Yeah. Have you guys, have you guys been able to, um, find a home church yet as a couple? We have. Yes. And it, it took about, it took about six months for that. Yeah. Um, that's a hard journey. Because, yeah, it really was. And especially, especially just finding a church that is gospel oriented, mm-hmm. you know, and that has biblical and sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for us, that was very important. And so we've, we have been recently been able to find a church and it's been so good for us. The community has been so good, good. especially for me yeah. to just plug in. Does it feel like home? It does. Good. It does. Good. That's yes. so good. Well, I loved one of the things that when we were chatting about this podcast, you mentioned, just finding fulfillment and finding joy in right where you are. And I think, mm-hmm. Sierra, there's such a false culture right now that our world has created in that we we should find our fulfillment, f- fulfillment in how many likes we get on a post or, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of success that we can achieve through a business that we create, or if our business that we create, making sure that everything looks perfect and everything and right. everybody likes it and everybody's happy right. about it. And, you know, there's, right. it, there's so much pressure in that, mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and striving and wanting to be known, to make yourself mm-hmm. known, make sure people like you. I love that you broached that topic. Um, what does that look like for you? Can you talk a little bit about that part of your journey that you've walked through and sort of the, the striving and then what that's yeah. turned into. Yeah. So I think 
the the biggest thing, the first thing that kind of caught my eye to it is because um, there was a 12-year-old I heard, and she goes, she had taken a good picture for Instagram, but then she didn't want to post it. And she said, it's, she said, it's because it's not my brand. And I was like, your brand. And so in my head, I was like, okay, this culture Mm -hmm. of social media is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I've, and I've seen this for a long time. I just haven't been able to, to put it into words. And I didn't really know if this was just me or if this was other people too. But the more I talk to other people, the more they're like, God, actually, you know, there's so much pressure. Mm -hmm. And especially as, you know, as a photographer, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have to, you're told that like, you have to do these certain hashtags and you have to tag the right people Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that you're marketing to your, you know, targeted clients and all these things. And it's, and it's so overwhelming and it can be so time, (laughs) time consuming. And then you start, you know, you start trying to impact your followers Mm. more than what you're doing to the people right in front of you. And I think, I think that, that has been the, the biggest thing for me. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of in that where I was, you know, trying to get followers and I was trying to do the right hashtags and I was freaking out because I'm such a perfectionist and I want to make sure that I do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then if I didn't get the likes, man, I was depressed, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, man, why is this such a big deal to me Mm -hmm. when Jesus lived out an example of just loving the people who were right in front of him and who were just like, you know, and who called us as believers to love the people who are right in front of us. And then I was like, man, you know, a lot of people, you know, get caught up in labels. And I Mm -hmm. think you guys had talked about this in an earlier podcast, Mm -hmm. but just like, oh, well, you know, they kind of, they kind of push it over to the, to the church leaders or to mm-hmm. the, you know, the Bible, the Sunday school teachers. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you're a believer, you're called. Mm-hmm. You are Mom, called to, um, to be that for someone. Okay. And yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people, I think they just get so uncomfortable because they're like, you know, no, my, my spiritual gift isn't evangelizing or my mm-hmm. spiritual gift isn't witnessing. And it's like, no, like you can just be an example. You know, sometimes it doesn't mean that you just have to go tell the gospel to every single person you see. <laughs> it's just being an example, yes. you know, giving, giving a meal to someone or taking someone out for coffee or just showing them that you care by listening, you know, just little things like that. And I think for me, I was like, this is so much more important to me and so much more fulfilling than Instagram and getting likes and all these things, you know, like I wish, I wish that, I wish that we could just go back to marketing being just word of mouth, honestly, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because, because then it would just take away all Mm -hmm. of that distraction. And I feel so bad for that 12 year old Mm -hmm. because it's like, you don't have to have a brand like what, like, you know, and I just, I just feel like the pressure that she must, must put herself Mm -hmm. in and you know, suicide rates are mm-hmm. so high, I think, mm-hmm. because of this yeah. and because you, you know, labels and, and likes and comments and things. And it's, uh, it's so, it's so, um, it's so hard for me sometimes to kind of wrap my mind around that. So how did you go from, you know, you said I wouldn't get the likes and then I was depressed. Right. So how did you go from right. that mindset, which, and I, uh-huh. I totally get that. I think a lot of us get that, that pressure to 
be noticed and to be known and to be seen. Mm -hmm. How did you go from that mindset to the mindset you seem to have now, which is like, I'm going to serve the people right in front of me. Was it an instant switch? Was it a tangible thing? I think it was because I started, I started to read. um, I just started to read about the life of Jesus. Mm. And I just started reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, like all the four gospels Mm. and the example of Jesus. And Mm. I just, I, I started and I just kept asking the Lord, like, Holy Spirit, like, please show me, you know, what, what you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to teach me here. And I just kept seeing Jesus going and serving people <laughs> and just, yeah. and just saying that, you know, the laborer, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yeah. And just, just that, like, Jesus wants us to, like, Jesus uses us as believers mm-hmm. to, to impact the people who are right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. And I think that as I just started learning and as I started reading and as I started just seeing seeing Jesus as an actual man and as an actual like example, mm-hmm. um, I just start I just saw something so different about his heart and mm-hmm. about his about the way he, you know, obviously he was God and he was, you know, perfect, but mm-hmm. but he he exemplified he exemplified it to us in such a beautiful way. Yeah. That I think his, I think his example to me, I was just like, man, like I want to be like him. Mm. I want to be like that. Yeah. Don't you feel like when you have that kind of awakening, that that understanding of truly how real Jesus is in your life, doesn't mm-hmm. everything change around you? Yeah. Everything changes. Everything looks yes. different. I mean, I just, I love hearing you say that. I think, you know, our listeners may know, maybe they caught the podcast that our grandpa Candler was on, but mm-hmm. so our grandpa is a, is a preacher. Um, yes. that was his calling. That was his job. And, you know, I think Sierra, as I'm listening to you, I'm actually, I'm thinking of grandpa Candler because I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about how good God is and going back to the verse you shared about mm-hmm. the generations and, mm-hmm. You're speaking and you have a female tone, but I hear the words of grandpa mm-hmm. and of your dad and mm-hmm. of your mom coming out of your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that is such a profound picture for all of us to keep in mind is truly what an incredible impact we have on the generations that follow us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because grandpa and grandma were so diligent to you know, um, serve the church and serve people right in front of them and serve right. their children and love their kids and, and they point didn't have them. Instagram. <laughs> they didn't have Instagram. Yeah. yeah. You know, point us all to, to the heart of God and then our parents to do the same thing. And, you know, just the thought that someday you're going to get to do the same thing for your children and right. believing that someday your sons and daughters will speak Mm -hmm. of this Jesus Mm -hmm. that we all have gotten to know and be a part Mm -hmm. of his, his creation and his story. And I just, I'm so proud of you as your, as your big cousin kind of listening in on your heartbeat, just Mm -hmm. to see how God is moving in your life and what he's doing through you. Um, I think it's really, really incredible. And it's very extraordinary. I don't think your testimony is boring one single ounce. I agree. That's so good. Heidi and I talk about this often because with something like a podcast, you get caught up so quickly in that world of hashtags and finding the right yes. hashtags and mm-hmm. even things. Mm-hmm. And who, who even, who even invented this? Uh, it's ridiculous, but like mm-hmm. what time of day to post and you, exactly, need, to, yeah. you need to mm-hmm. post it this hour and at that hour and how many times a day and you know then you right. get traction and um 
it, Heidi and I look at each other and we're like, this is, this is not us. Like we are mm-hmm. not about this game. We are about yeah. encouraging people, mm-hmm. lifting up the name of Jesus. Like I know that's part of it. And if you want mm-hmm. to, you know, reach the masses, but we've just had to go, God, we trust you yeah. that this word right. will get out to who you need it to get out to. Yeah. And like, right. we'll do our best, but we're not going to let it take away from us living our actual lives. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and we had people tell us pretty often, like, you know, if you guys really, you know, increased your social media presence, your podcast mm-hmm. would get out more. And we're okay right. with it not yeah. because we're not yeah. going to spend our lives creating a Spinning false that wheel. Right. Yeah. Creating a false image of something that we're not actually living out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I love that you're speaking into that because yeah. I'll be honest. Um, so I'm 11 years older than you. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, man, I'm just not drawn to what the culture says I have to do to make my social media beautiful and worthy. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just so not me. My social media is uh, this might sound super selfish, but it's for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. like my version of scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. It's for me to dialogue or to log my kids' pictures and what we do together and so that my husband and I and the grandparents can look back and see mm-hmm. how the kids have grown. And yeah. and I remember thinking, I must just be old. Mm-hmm. I must be too old to understand this or to appreciate mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. driving force behind this. Mm-hmm. And um but it's interesting to hear someone yeah, behind it. me say, yeah, I too am not buying into yeah. what culture says we have to do to be considered acceptable. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. so good. And I think it's I think it's um, something to be said too, though, because I know, I know, I personally know, and I'm sure you guys do too, is business owners who are doing that, but then yet behind the scenes are also serving the people who are right in front of them. Absolutely. And that's, that's amazing. Yes. And I, for me personally though, like in this season, it's just not where I'm at. Cause I'm, yeah. I, like I said earlier, I'm such a perfectionist mm-hmm. and I, I feel like whatever I'm doing, I have to be all there yeah. or else I'm not doing it right. And maybe that's just me. I know God still needs to work in my heart about that, mm-hmm. but I do know people who are doing that and they're doing a great job. Yes. But yes. for me, I'm just like, man, God, show me, show me, show me who you want yeah. me to serve. Yes. And, you know, I don't know how long I'm here, you know, mm-hmm. and down here, it's such a different culture. You know, people's hearts are so far away from the Lord. Like it, I live, I live in the city of mission and I literally just keep thinking like, this is a mission wow. Like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm on, you know, I'm on a missions trip. I feel like Josiah mm-hmm. is too, like us mm-hmm. together. There's such a need for the Lord here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, man, why am I spending so much time on Instagram mm-hmm. or trying to boost up my followers mm-hmm. when I just need, to, you know, when there are people who are walking around with fire on them because mm-hmm. they don't know the Lord. Yeah. And, and I, and I don't want to get to heaven. And then, you know, God say, you know, you had so many people there who yeah. you could have witnessed to and you didn't. You missed it. And yeah. that's just, I mean, man, I think about that every day and I'm just like, man, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's so you know? good. Chris and I talk often about the, how we love that we live in this time in history mm-hmm. because there is such a, a powerful, there are such powerful tools that we get to yeah. use through mm-hmm. social media and through the internet right. and, you know, the airwaves. Um, but it's always about that tension, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
it's about the tension between seeing the people right in front of you and being engaged in the people right in front of you and then using what God's, you know, the gifts he's given us, the yeah. tools he's given us to right. to glorify him. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Finding its place. Yeah. 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 Well, Sierra, thank you so much for sharing your story. What a yes. what a fun chat this has been with you. I'm so glad we did I know. this. I can't believe it's already been an hour. I know. It goes, <laughs> like, that's crazy. It goes so fast. Do you have any parting words that you want to share? Anything that's just burning on your heart? Oh, I don't think so. I think I got it all out earlier. Oh, good. <laughs> but yeah. I just I just hope I just hope that someone who's listening here can be encouraged and I know I was praying over my words and I was nervous, but I just kept asking the Holy Spirit, just like, let, let my words be yours yeah. and let it be biblical yeah. and truth. Yes. You know, well, so. I have no doubt that your words will encourage many. And I love that your voice is um, a little bit younger generation mm-hmm. than us, that you mm-hmm. like you're being bold in your faith and yes. bold in your witness and bold in saying like, this is what we're called to. And it's all about Jesus. Yeah. And you keep preaching yeah. that girl. You pre- keep loving those people. And I'm so excited to watch and see what God does uh, continues to do through you and Josiah. And uh, yes, next time you're home, we're put it on the calendar coffee date. Okay. Yes. Is, that sounds so good. This is me asking you to coffee. Okay, perfect. Well, we love you. We're super proud of you. Tell your hubby we say hi. And next time you're home, we'll squeeze your neck and um, celebrate family with you. Yes, sounds good. Well, I love you guys so much. Love you too. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Heather, that was such a fun conversation with Sierra. I know. I just was, I, I could feel like my cheeks were hurting. I know. From, from smiling yes, at her. I just, know. Like my head was naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. Because I'm so proud of um, knowing that she, um, just knowing how she was raised yeah. and knowing that her her parents just, you know, have given their lives to raise these beautiful, godly children and she's yeah. walking in it. And yeah. what hope mm-hmm. that gives me yeah. for what we're doing. You know, Sierra doesn't have children yet, but we do. And like knowing that pouring into our children, yeah. you know, that's the fruit. Yes. That's the fruit of being a parent who gives their lives and sacrifices their lives to teach your kids about Jesus. Yeah. And it's God's word. He says in his word that it does not return void. And that's what I think of when, when I hear that example of her, because yeah. we watched her parents raise her. We helped babysit her, yeah. you know, watched her grow up. And it, he says that if you train a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they won't depart from it. Yeah. And so I love that that's a, an example of God's word is true. Yes. He fulfills what he says he will fulfill. He is true to his promises. And the thing I know about Uncle Tom and Aunt Espy, her name is Esperanza, mm-hmm. and she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aunt Espy, they, they were so diligent to love their kids, to train them, to constantly have the word of God in front of them and before them. And so um, just to see the fruit of what God is bringing out of their kids' lives is really incredible. And it's extraordinary. So I just publicly want to say, Uncle Tommy and Tespi, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I'm mm-hmm. so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm honored that we get to do family with you. Yeah, and we love um, you. We love you so much. So this has been a fun episode, Heather. Yes. I'm, um, I want to thank our sponsors really quickly. Yes. So our sponsors today are um, Beauty Counter. And Rosalie Boone. Yes. She's going to be tagged in our social media. So Mm -hmm. if you would like some really incredible, safe, non-toxic products that are for your skin, for your hair, Mm -hmm. for your kiddos, um, summer's coming up. 
sunscreen. Yes. They've got some great sunscreen that's safe for I've your kids. I've heard so many people. I haven't actually used it yet, but I want to. I want, I want to try it out. Is the is it a charcoal bar? Yes. Okay. I just, I'm ordering it. I literally hear everyone who talks about Beauty Counter talk about this charcoal bar. Yeah. Is it just like a, like a face bar? It is. Yeah. It's a cleansing bar. And I, Rosie, so I had a social a couple weeks ago and she gave me a sample of it. And so I've been using it. And I have been blown away how long my sample has lasted. Okay. I'm like this little teeny bar. Okay. And um, so yeah, I kind of funny story. I can't remember my password for my account. Oh, no. So I'm like sending an email <laughs> to get my password re- retrieved. But um yeah, so beauty mom counter brain. it's total mom. It's moving brain, actually. Okay, moving yeah. brain. But um so beauty counter with Rosalie Boone, check mm-hmm. her out. She's so sweet and kind. Yes. And um then we've got Pure Bliss. Here in Peoria, Illinois, they are a hair studio and a day spa. Yes. And the I love their owner. She is this little powerhouse. Yes. She is so cute and trendy and fun. And she loves her staff so well. That's so awesome. I mean, for the longest time, I didn't know she was the boss because she treats them like they are her like coworkers, her equals. That's so cool. And um, just, she's always full of joy and Mm -hmm. she always has a smile on her face and she's so sweet. She said, if any of your listeners call in and Mm -hmm. schedule a first time appointment, we are going to gift them a 20% off of their service, their first service. Yeah. So I feel um, like there are some women out there or men mm -hmm. uh, because men need to be pampered too. My hubby goes there to get his haircut and my boys. Or a massage. Yeah. Or a chair massage. Yes. You you just, you've needed something for yourself. Mm -hmm. You just, you just need to take like a little bit of quietness, a little bit of you time and go make an appointment, Mm -hmm. tell them the H and H hours sent you, you'll get a discount, go do something for yourself and just rest for a moment. And I love you say that Heather, because I have been in salon experiences where it's been loud and chaotic and I don't feel rested. This is not that way. I always feel like I can just take a deep breath. And so yeah, call Pure Bliss and get your appointment today. Both sponsors are tagged. We'll be tagged on our Facebook and our Instagram. And you can always message us too if you have questions. And you know what I love so much, Heidi, is that our podcast normally podcasts in order to have sponsors, you have to have achieved a certain level of listens. And it's pretty high. Like Mm. a lot of podcasts don't get to that level. Um, And we were like, you know what? Forget that. We're going to go outside the box. Mm -hmm. We're going to ask people to partner with us and just take a leap of faith with us. And we have had these business owners say, yes, absolutely. We want to do this. We Mm -hmm. want to support you. Mm -hmm. We want to partner with you. And I mean, that just has thrilled our heart and we're so blessed. Super blessed. That they've come on board with us. So make sure you check them out. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. It's really, it's a fun hour to spend with you. We hope you have felt encouraged by this podcast, by Sierra's words. If you've ever got any questions or needs, please message us. We will respond to you. And um, also head over to iTunes. If you've not subscribed yet, Head over there. You just search for the H&H Hour and then you hit subscribe and it'll pop up on your podcast feed in your phone. And then every week it'll just auto populate and you'll know which episodes you've heard and which ones you still need to hear. And that way you can just stay more in touch with us. I'm always so excited when I see my favorite podcasts pop up on my podcast app. I'm like, oh, there's a new episode. Yes. Um, And that's so fun. So fun. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time.